0: Good morning. Good morning. How are you, my senior? Wonderful. Late have I loved you, O beauty, (laughs) so ancient and so new. So beautiful, isn't it, Augustine? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. The divine lover. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He was a great sinner, and that's the story for today. When I go to seminaries now and when I go to preach and when I go to give my talks wherever I go, who are you? You are Jesus. Baptism has united with you with Christ. And that potential and power that every baptized Christian has to be Christ in the world, that's, that's the calling that we have. And and so, as a as a married woman, as a as a wife, as a mother, as a baptized Christian person, you are Christ in the world today. And when uh, when people hear it for the first time, it's uh, it's really the truth. So when you respond with faith and dependence on God, you can say with Paul. I live, no, not I, Christ lives in me. And I have suffered with Christ, this suffering that you went through. I have died, and I have risen. You've come to a deeper, every time you carry a cross, all all the experiences you went through. Who are you? You are Christ. And the interior of your heart, that's what Jesus was railing against today with the Pharisees. Uh, what is the Christian life? It's to live that interior life first. But what the Pharisees did, and he, he's so against this hypocrisy, Jesus said, and this is in uh, Matthew's 23rd chapter Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You pay tithes of a mint and dill, and cumin, and have neglected the weightier things of the law, judgment, and mercy, and fidelity. But these you should have done without neglecting the others, blind guides who strain on the gnat and swallow the camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, You hypocrites, you cleanse the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside they are full of plunder and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, cleanse first the inside of the cup so that the outside also may be clean, so that the external... People who just simply pay attention to how it looks instead of having the interior love, dependence on God, faith in God, and love of the neighbor. That's really what he was wanting them to do. But they kept constantly just living the external part of the law instead of the interior disposition of love and faith. And I think that's so essential to the Christian life. And the only one who has ever done that, that's why Jesus is our Savior. What Jesus wanted to do for them and what Jesus is doing for you and hopefully for everyone who comes to him and wants to learn about divine life is to live that life interiorly. What a magnificent example Saint Augustine is for us today, the saint of today. He was a black man who was from North Africa, and while he was living in in Italy and studying, he had a, a mistress, he had illegitimate children, he was totally uh, taken by errors of thinking and ways of living. and. His mother, St. Monica, whose feast we celebrated yesterday, continued to pray and pray. And one day, he was just sitting and, and there kind of thinking. And uh, he, he got the inspiration, the movement in his heart to, to begin reading scriptures, to be converted, to give his life over to Jesus Christ. And when he was baptized and completely repent and be baptized, that's what happened to him. And he was such a a magnificent convert. Anyone who would read the Confessions of Augustine sees exactly how that interiority was so changed. The repentance was so deep. He would come into the church, after he was a bishop, he became not only converted, but was the great bishop of Hippo, and he would come into the church and put his huge arms around the tabernacle and hug the whole tabernacle, too late have I loved thee, O beauty ever ancient, ever new. Thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord, and we cannot rest until we rest in thee. His whole life of searching and looking for happiness, and he was finding it in the creature rather than in the creator. And once he discovered the Lord, the creator, there is nothing else that would ever satisfy him. What a... What a magnificent example he is! I was uh, giving a retreat some years ago in uh, in a prison in Greaterford, Pennsylvania. It was maximum security. Really, all kinds of very you know the prisoners of today are very uh, deep prisoners. There. I mean they they deeply live in the prison. A life of continued violence at times and there's always groups there so if a person is going to be converted from this life of violence he, he, the, he has to belong to a, a group to do this and that's we wanted to have this Christian group as a sign of, 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 of that they were going to be Christian and we used the method of curcio and it was a very powerful method so that the conversion, as they heard the gospel, preached to them, and one of the men who made the retreat, who was on the grisillo, and I always he was one of these guys who you see riding bikes and full of tattoos all over himself, and uh, he belonged to a group in prison, and before he came to prison, he belonged in that group that that really kind of boasted white supremacy. And uh, they had swastikas all over their body, and uh, they were—they just hated blacks. They—they they were just awful. They kind of despised any. And then they called them, and they were known as the Aryans. And he decided he was going to give up that life, and left that group, and uh, he came and began the Curseo and he had a profound experience of Jesus Christ. He, he actually had a almost like a, a, a vision of our Lord who loved him and he became converted during the, the, the retreat. The, the group that he came from were so angry with him, that he had left their group, and they, they, they cornered him one day in the prison, and uh, they threw this, these blankets around him, and they did an awful job of beating him and beating him. They beat him to a pulp. And while he was in, I accompanied him to the, to the emergency room in the hospital. And uh, a nurse was there. His face was swollen. His whole body, broken bones and all kind of terrible suffering that he had been through. And he was laying there. And uh, the nurse said, didn't I say there were nothing but animals? Look how they treat one of their own. And not knowing what... He was, or what his story was, through his puffed lips and and his uh, his swollen face, he said, uh, "I forgive them. Why can't you?" And uh, he died. He died from that beating. Thou hast made us for Thyself, O Lord. the The Jesus experience can be had by anyone and everyone. I remember um, coming to uh, Scranton and looking for some people who would help me in the housing projects uh, when I had taken up the challenge of going into this one project, and it was Valley View Terrace, and I had asked for people to help me. This wonderful young man, he had thought about becoming a priest. And uh, he stepped forward, and he actually took a census of this project. And now, this was a very difficult and maybe dangerous place to be. But he and another young man, often his dad would accompany him, and they went around through the whole project and found... Hundreds of children who hadn't been baptized. And that became a project to instruct these children. And then there was this two beautiful, and I always thought of them as one of the great evangelizers, Florence and Joan. They had their instructions of the parents and godparents. And they would go and meet with these groups, small groups, teaching about baptism, about what baptism could do. The magnificent evangelization that was taking place in Valley View Terrace and, and the marvelous change that was happening. I, here I could see what our Lord was talking about when in the, in the epistle of today, Paul is talking to the Thessalonians, don't worry about the end of the world. No, every day is a day in which you can find Jesus. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who has called us and loved us and given us of his very life and revealed to us is everlasting encouragement that's really what these these herd florence and joan you know this is our lives you know to to think that well you know the world's going to end that doomsday mentality and people that are going to go out and sell everything they have and that's really not what christianity is all about it's doing today what we can to evangelize the world. I, I, this call when I, I was uh, on this latest retreat that I had in, uh, in Cleveland and we were sharing graces in the last uh, session of the retreat, just before the, the final mass. And one of the men got up and said, you know, I did discover, they were saying this the first time they heard there were Jesus and what it meant to them. He said, yeah, I am Jesus, and so are you, but we're going back to the seminary. I want you to hold me accountable, and I would like to hold you accountable that we live as Christ with one another. When you hear this message that you have a power in you. I have a power in me to live the life of Jesus Christ. What a magnificent challenge that is. That if you hear me say that, that when I wake up, when I do anything that I do, every day, today for me is a tremendous challenge. I'm encouraging you today, the Feast of St. Augustine, to repent. To repent of of being a hypocrite, a Pharisee, where you pay more attention to the outside of the cup than the inside. Where I have to pay an awareness that I clothe myself in my interiority with Jesus Christ, who is love itself, so that i begin my day and my my heart is united with his and that i want to see with his eyes and and that as i grow in that love and you do then with this great saint augustine we can experience the taste of the goodness of the lord the sweetness of following christ in our lives the magnificence that I, I see in the that I, I would really what a what a great thing if all of us together would praise God by living more deeply the life of Christ. These little pockets will will show up all over the world. If you're listening to this in China, if you're tuning in on this in 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 Africa, wherever that you are Christ. And as Christ begins to live in all the corners of the world, then we, in him and through him and with him, can bring Christ to the entire world. What a a great challenge this would be. It really would. Monsignor, do we fail sometimes when we Experience conversion, and somehow we think it's a it's a one time thing. Or, or, or do we fail in realizing it? As you seem to be teaching us, that it's something that's an ongoing, ongoing. movement. Ongoing, yes, it's it's a constant it's a constant growing. It's the the inner heart of my faith, where in baptism I have received faith, hope, and love. These three capacities these three powerful theological virtues that are there in seed form and that increase in confirmation, that are watered and fed by the Eucharist. And as we continue to grow in this health, that more and more I become one with him, in him and through him and with him, and so he begins to take over my heart. When St. Augustine was first converted, he continued to grow. His capacity to love God was begun with his, had began with his baptism. And then his seeking God and his growing in the love of God. And it was a constant growth every day of his life until he became this shining Magnificent example of a bishop and he, he lived in the 5th century. I believe he died in around 420 and and, and, the, and and he was the bishop of Hippo. But look at the effect in Christ Augustine has had throughout all these centuries. The, the example he has left us and the marvels he continues to do from heaven. When I have his Mass today, that's exactly what I'm going to be alluding to, that Augustine, as a saint in heaven, is still pouring and bringing graces into the whole world. Why? Because he is in Christ, and through Christ is still affecting the world. In in the diocese where he was in North Africa is now... Almost completely Muslim has been overtaken by by, the, by Islam and, and so what a what a great work he has to do to bring about the conversion of the Muslims where he was in his diocese of Hippo. I, when I think of a holy holy man who was converted, did you ever hear of Matt Talbot? Uh-huh. Matt Talbot was an alcoholic. And he was addicted to alcohol. And he wanted to break with life. of, of he, he, was, he haunted the churches of Ireland. He, his prayer was so powerful. But at one point when he wanted to, he was so tempted to go back to his former life. When, when, I, when you talk about a man changing and having to struggle to maintain that. He chained himself to his bed. He actually chained himself so that he wouldn't go down under the temptation of getting a drink. And he he, he waited and, and uh, toughed out the storm of that alcoholic addiction. And uh, I believe his cause... Is, is coming up for canonization and and so when you love and are in union with christ the soul of a man like augustine becomes one with the soul of christ the heart of augustine becomes one with the heart of christ and that happens in you and in me then a death takes place in each of us Matt Talbot died. That man who was converted from the Aryan way of hating blacks, he died. And there's a death takes place. Either spiritually you suffer and you die so that you can rise to this life in Christ. They tell a story about this farmer who... uh, whose whole farm burned down. He lost everything, barns and house and fields and livestock. And the only thing that was left was a chicken and a pig. And he was sitting so desolate in his great loss. And the chicken was saying to the pig, boy, he's really down, isn't he? He's very discouraged. pig said, he sure is. And the chicken said, let's try and do something to cheer him up. And the pig said, well, what idea do you have? And the chicken said, let's give him a breakfast of bacon and eggs. And the pig thought about it a while. And he said, for you, it's involvement. For me, it's commitment. <laughs> <laughs> when you're going to follow Jesus Christ, it really does mean death to your own desires so that you can give yourself totally and completely and a committed union with Christ. So that that call, which is yours, which is Augustine's, which is for all of us, I live now. Not I, but Christ lives in me. And the beautiful story that your life will be when you join this wonderful army of Jesus, he is our captain, and we belong to him. He is our head, and even today, you can begin to live your life in heaven, along with Augustine, by completely and totally committing yourself to a life of holiness, a life of faith, a life of love and trust of your whole life. Beautiful. Any final thoughts, Monsignor? Just that I would strongly encourage you today to to begin the first day of the rest of your life. There is only one day, and no matter what you did in the past, Augustine is a, is a great sign, especially for sinners, when he certainly had to, in his life, forgive himself. God forgave him, but he also had to forgive himself. So if you have had, like Augustine, a life that you felt you feel like you had messed up, even if today you're, you're considering repentance and changing your life, he's a great example of a man who became very, very holy and had lived a life of great depravity. God bless. Thank you, Monsignor.